bless you all this evening. Thanks for coming out this evening on a Wednesday night. Come prepared. Come to worship. Amen. We just sing majesty, majesty. Worship his majesty. Oh, majesty. Worship his majesty. To break every chain, to break every 
this time. We have no written prayer requests, but we do remember our brother Tom this weekend. He'll be speaking down in Seattle, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Just to sing that chorus one more time, Brother Timothy, could I have you open the service up in a word of prayer this evening? Let's sing that chorus again. There's a bride, she's rising up. we thank you this evening for the opportunity that you have granted us to be in your house, house of praise, house of worship, house of consolation too. Father, we realize the time that we are living now is terrible and we need your approach in your presence in everything that we we do think or ever project. Father God, we pray that your presence will honor us this evening by the preaching of the word, the worship, and everything that we going to do. Also, we have heard the request for our pastor, Brother Tom. We know that uh, you use the man, and we pray that your mercy and grace will be upon him as he's going to minister the next week. We pray that the angel of the Lord, we've never been ashamed to be behind this message, will stand behind and support him in thought and whatever should be said. Father God, you stand behind the word. So we believe that everything we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, you are more than happy to give it to us. Father, we pray that when the minister will come behind the pulpit, your prophet has told us that angel at the pulpit has more authority than the shining bright angel from the heaven. We pray that you will take control of his thought month or whatever he has in mind for us so we'll go out of these doors blessed more than ever we came in this evening bless the song the leading and the worship and everything in your precious wonderful name of the lord jesus christ our savior we have prayed father amen Revelation song. Man, God bless those who are on the telephone hookup or the internet, those who are archived. We ask that. Hope that you be blessed. Amen. Our brother Murphy's going to speak to us tonight. We'll sing a few more choruses before he comes. As worthy is the lamb that was slain. Amen. Worthy is the 
Father, Lord, we're singing the songs. We worship you. Lord, it's created as atmosphere so that you can come. But Lord, we know that you are here because whenever there's a two or three gathered together in your name, and you shall be amongst them, Lord. And Lord, so that's why we gathered in your name, the name that is above all name, the name of Jesus Christ. How we thank you, Lord that we're not coming to just merely a church. But Lord, we're coming to a place that you can meet us. We're coming to a place that people can let off the pressure. We're coming to a place, Lord, without any hindrance. They can shout to the name of Jesus Christ. And they can love you. Lord, they can talk to you, can fellowship with you. And then you can speak it back to us. Father, we thank you, Lord. Lord, remember the different need that in this is body. Lord, many of the needs that we don't even know. But Lord, I'm sure you know every one of them. So Lord, I pray that the people not coming here just for to listening to some preaching. But Lord, may they come here for one purpose. is for God himself to coming down and speak to their heart. Lord, one word from you, it will satisfy us. Lord, we also remember our brother Glenn as he says, Moms is a passed away. Lord... When a person lost a loved one, Lord, what a tragedy, Lord. And how hurt and how hard it is. Lord, thinking about it, if that's not my mom, Lord, what's that going to be done to me, Lord? But Lord, we know that whenever we commit ourselves into your hand, Lord, you're the God that is the comforter. You're the God that is the lover of our heart, the lover of our soul. Lord, you know every situation may with strength, Brother Glenn, and that of the family. Lord, at this time, I lost a loved one. Lord, and may you just pour it in the grace of a God that in their life, Lord. We give you all the thanks and glory. Lord, we ask you in Jesus' name and let you take care of this for the rest of the service and speak to your children's heart. And we ask you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. It's so good to be back to the house of God again. And I hope you're coming here with the expectation, and uh, we believe the Lord will speak it to us. And sometimes it doesn't take a long service, just take a short service, though I'm a long-wind preacher, but uh, it just take a short service with a few words, and the Lord can speak to our heart, and uh, it will satisfy our heart and meet our need. And let us uh, turn to the scripture, Second uh, Corinthians chapter 6. Thank you for the musician. Thank you, Brother Anthony, for leading this song and a created atmosphere to invite our Lord to come. And Second Corinthians, chapter six. Let's read from a verse one. We then, as workers together with Him, beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. For He says, "I have hurt thee in a time accepted." And the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now it is accepted a time. Behold, now it is a time is a day of salvation. Giving no offense in anything, that a ministry be not a blame, but in all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God, in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, 
in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in watching, in fastings, but by pureness, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love unfanned, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right and on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold, we live, as chastened and not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. Amen. Let's uh, turn to another scripture. First uh, Corinthians chapter 15. Just two verses of it. Chapter 15. Verse, verse 9. For I am the least of the apostles that I'm not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But I labor more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. May the Lord bless his word. You may be seated. But I would like to speak a title, Receive Not to the Grace of God in Vain. Uh, you know, when I, was, um, uh, when I was in China, I was um, uh, doing a study in English. And I think that the first thing our teacher uh, told me, said, uh, Murphy, he said, uh, you need to uh, learn how to say thank you. So I said, okay. So I, I, I learned that from right in the beginning. Whenever uh, somebody gave me something, I say, thank you. And uh, I, I say so much a thank you. And that I have said, is this the only word for thank you? Is there anything that is more uh, potent than just thank you? And then the teacher said, well, you can say, I appreciate you. I said, okay. So I learned that. I started to say, you know, thank you and I appreciate you. And the more and more, I learned more way to uh, express the um, uh, gratitude that I <laughs> That I have for the people. So not only just thank you. Or thank you very much. Or and then that I said, oh, I appreciate you. Oh, you have done such a great thing. Oh, I appreciate it so, so much. That is so wonderful. You know, there's a many way that a person can express uh, their feeling. Uh, don't worry, I'm not teaching you in English. Because I'm the poor, poorest of the, the poorest. Uh, but uh, when, when a person do something to you, uh, they be gracious to you. They've done something to you. And uh, you feel that's the worst it for something. And that I think that it's, it's normal for the person to uh, show, express their gratitude. They said, you know, thank you very much. And I, I appreciate that uh, so much. Uh, I, I think the Lord wants that. And that he give us the grace. And uh, he wants us to say, Lord, thank you. But does the Lord really need to hear that what we use as a word to say thank you? To say, Lord, I appreciate you. Or, Lord, I worship you. I, uh, you've done so much to me. You've done it to my, to my own life. 
You've done it to uh, my family. You say, oh, Lord, I appreciate you. Or the Lord has some other ways that he want to hear that we say to him, I appreciate you. So the Brother Branham said that in the, uh, a message of proving his word, he said, grace is what God did for you. Works is what you do in appreciation. So this is not only that we say word, Lord, I appreciate you. Lord, I thank you so much. I praise you, Lord. You're, you're wonderful to me. You have done the great thing. You give me a job. You give me the uh, financial support so that I can uh, help my family. You save my children. Lord, I appreciate that. Lord, I thank you. But beyond that, the Lord said, the, uh, the prophet said, works is what you do in that appreciation. So if that's the case, then the, the appreciator to the Lord is not just something that we merely just express it with our uh, mouth or with our words, and you try to, uh, you try to gather some word, or sometimes you try to even gather the word that in the Bible or in the message, or try to make it as more flowery, or try to make it as more, more beautiful or more uh, uh, expressive so that the Lord can... Lord doesn't need that. He needs your works. He said, works is your appreciation. In another word, don't just talk to me. I want to see what you did. Don't just say you love me. I want to see your works. I have shown so much things to you. What about your work? Where is your life? Where's the things that you do to the, the people that I give my life to? And you hear that the word, have you become a doer of the word? I have done so much to you. What have you done? I have given you the I would give you the family. What you use your family to do? I give your children. How do you teach your children? I give you a job. What you use your job for? I give you money. What you use your money for? He said, I want to see your works. That shows your appreciation. And sometimes, you know, when we experience things, uh, we, we said we love the Lord. We always say that the Wednesday is a family cooking night. Uh, I don't know how much of family cooking. Uh, I guess for, for a while you haven't eaten Chinese food, so you just, uh, uh, you just forgive me. I, I got a quite a bit of on my uh, uh, chopsticks uh, uh, tonight. And sometimes, you know, we're, uh, we want to experience the Lord. And uh, uh, we said that, uh, you know, that we, uh, uh, we experience the Lord in His, his reality. We come to the church and we experience this more. We hear the, the, the preaching and um, we had experience it with the Lord. And uh, we're, uh, the Lord just touches us. And uh, you know the Lord once in a while, as in the book of Ruth, and he said that he, he drops it a, a handful on purpose. And he gave it as a, a sermon that is really touches at our heart. And the tears ran down at our cheeks, and, uh, and we're, we were praising the Lord, and we love Him. He has done that. Uh, he just touched my, touched my heart, it touched my soul. And then we say, the, Thank you, Lord. But Lord also wanted to, there's a works follows that. And the grace is not just uh, something that the Lord uh, uh, just give us, uh, uh, a grace is just to freely give it to us. But grace is also a power. Grace is also a driven force. If a person really received the grace, it's not a disgrace. 
is not a haphazardly grace. It's not something that you can do anything, everything. Grace is a power. Grace can drive you to do things you were never thinking you would do. Grace can make you, make you lay down your whole life for the Lord because he's done so much to you. Grace can make you like the mom run into the fire to save his children and make you that get on your knee that you prayed for your loved one. And day in and then day it out. And grace is a such a driven power that he can make it that a person do things that he usually normally they will never do. But sometimes the one we experience things. And we said that, you know, we experience the grace of God. We experience what does God do to us. But if we're not be careful, what we have experienced, and because we saw so much, because we experienced so much, because we heard so much, we become a calloused. Is that a word, calloused? You know, you, uh, because there were just too many of them. And so when we receive the grace, if it doesn't allow the, the grace of God to become a power to driving you to do things, that your grace start to pushing us to uh, do things uh, that give out a whole life that to Him, then that grace can make it a person become a callous. And that grace can make it a person they just let down their guard. And they can just do things well. It's the grace of God. He has to do those things. Well, yeah, that's fine. I thank you, Lord. You know, I, uh, then you just continue your life. You just continue to uh, do what your normal life is and to go to work and to go to, uh, go to eat and then and do just a normal life that's on earth. And if we're not to be careful and uh, when the grace of the Lord is shown to us, give it to us, if we don't yield to that uh, grace, the power of God, and then we, we come to the point and we start to forget about the, the grace of a God is to the power of a God. It's actually it's the kindness, it's the goodness of the Lord to leading the person to repentance. And then we start to uh, just uh, uh, take it for granted, just go to do things uh, what every day, day in and then the day out, and then we lost our vision. The grace of a God is the power to put us, put our feet on the golden street. The grace of a God is not just to give us the things so that it cope us on this earth. That's why I resent the social gospel. That's why I resent just use the message just to try to help our daily living to be a good citizen, to come to the church, to listening to the preaching and go to live the life just like uh, normally what you, uh, what you live. That's not supposed to be. I resent that. The grace of a God has a destination. The destination is not on earth. The destination is to that golden strait that the Lord has prepared for us. To meet our God. Is that the rapture in a moment? Is that the going to meet Him face to face? To lay down that is His feet. So Lord, just let me look at you for a thousand years. The grace of a God is not that the power to just help us to live a life on this earth. Though the grace of a God can uh, heal, though the grace of a God can uh, deliver, though the grace of a God can make it that a person can uh, supply your need, but that's all the means is not to the destination. Grace of a God has the one destination, 
when we have the grace of God, is to let us live on us the earth to finish this journey and so that we can be with Him forever and ever and ever. And if we're not careful when we live on this earth and it's long enough and it's just that the grace of God without having the urgency and having the driven force to uh, drive at us to live for Him with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, then appreciation starts getting lesser and lesser and lesser. Though our mouths can say, Lord, I appreciate you. Lord, I love you. But our action shows differently. And in the first John, it said, uh, uh, first John the chapter three, verse 18, he said, "My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth, and shall assure our hearts before him." And so he said, uh, we are not love each other, or let us not love in word only, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. So what does the deed mean? The deed means it's a work, and it's a labor. It was a doing. And the deed is means uh, a, a labor, or work, or deed, or doing in business, in uh, employment, that which anyone is occupied, enterprise, an undertaking. Uh, if, uh, if you uh, forgive me, I'll just use my Chinese way of you, uh, doing it, uh, so, uh, to explaining that. If you said you love, love is also not just word. And people in this age, I won't say this was just in North America, uh, I think in China and the country that I come from, people very seldom like to say, I love you. Uh, it's only the wife, uh, wife hardly ever say that, uh, to say I love you or the husband. It, it seems a very rare word uh, that uh, uh, over in the country there. But when I come in over here, I was drawn by love. <laughs> the word of love. And the people shaking, oh, I love you. I was down in the south and... Um, uh, uh, <laughs> sorry, Brother Philip. <laughs> Down in the south, and uh, we're going to a restaurant, and, and they said, they said, hey, Sonny. He said, what you want? You want a sweet tea or you want a tea? And I said, uh, I said, well, just, just hot tea. What do you mean hot tea? We don't have the hot tea. We don't have, we don't have the sweet tea, sweetie. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, I was really, oh, my goosebumps. I said, who are you? I didn't say it. I was just thinking of that. And then the people, uh, uh, and uh, I don't even know them. And they come and pat on me and say, hey, buddy, I love you. I was thinking, who are you? <laughs> and love becomes such a thing. My goodness, I was drawn by the, by the love. I feel I'm so lovable. I'm so in love with everybody. But you know, and when you heard too much of it, and you don't see the action, you said, buddy, where's that love in action? You know, when you really need some love, it seems like oh, everybody gone. All the people that love you from the depths of my heart, it seems that all gone. I said, man, that love is gone so, 
so fast. Sorry, not only the south. I mean, it's just it's just in this age. It seems like the the, the love, the things that the people just randomly saying it, just so randomly, it's just so casually. Oh, I love you. I think that love in the Word of God is very precious, because it's that let us not love just in word. Oh, please, don't misunderstand me. Keep saying you love me. Keep saying, I love that. I love that. I'll say I love you too, but mean this from my heart. He said, a neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. So that deed, that means in business, in labor. Uh, so if you love, and you don't pull out a crooked business. And if you love, you don't, he said, is also that employment. And that's in that action. And if you're an employee, and you love, uh, if you love, and if, you're, if your employer is, uh, is your brother or your sister, uh, in this age, I guess, some of us doing that. And it's not just a love in the, in the word, but it's in business too. It is in action as well. It's in labor. It's doing things. And if you're an employer, uh, you treat your employee rightfully. And if uh, uh, I pay them good, I mean, don't pay them over, pay them, but just pay them, you know. <laughs> but if your employee to your employer, don't cheat your boss. It's not just, hey, I love you. Yeah, but where is the action? Right? If you're doing it in a business, anyway. And it was a, it's a love that's, love has to be a work. Love has to be in an action. Though you might not say a word, say I love you, but your action shows how much you love to that person. And the love and the deed is also, it said, is uh, any products whatsoever, anything accomplished by hand, art, industry, or, man, or, or mind. So even the love, it was a production. And I'm thinking about, you know, when, when, you are, when your wife, uh, you are cooking the meal for your husband. This is very down to earth tonight. I, 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 I learned. I dropped from heaven down to earth tonight. <laughs> and sometimes your wife says you're, you're cooking the food for your, uh, for your family. That shows your love. Right? You never try to uh, just, uh, uh, just every day give them a macaroni or spaghetti. Uh, you try to put some love in there. Wow. <laughs> I, I feel the tension here. <laughs> and then you, you try to put something, you put your, your heart into it. You get something more than just, just, uh, just cooking the food. That's the love in action. And when you're entertaining the, the, the brothers and the sisters and the, the guests that are coming to your home, you put your love into it. And then you try to fix up their home for them, fix up, I mean, fix up a room for them, and put a little uh, a nice sheet on them, put a, this. This is the love in action. It's not just the love in the word, but it's also a love in that action. I'm just giving an example of it. And it's not just something that you say, but you do to the people, you do them, your action shows how much you love them. And so, and, it, and also, when we're talking about we love God, grace is what God did for you. 
And think about what is the grace of God has done to us. It was such amazing grace he has to show to us. When I was uh, when I thinking about the people that are in the world, the grace of God doesn't even show to them. By not revealing the word to them. But he revealed this word to me. If it doesn't buy the revelation of God, I'll be just as blind as the people that's outside the world. Then I think about it, what a grace of God has showed to me. And when I first saw the grace of God, it showed to me, reveal the word to me. Because I think I shared my testimony before. When I first heard the message, I was actually against the message. But I'd done that without knowing it. I, I pulling the, the people, said, I pulled the, to drive them out of our own a family group when I was in China. Remember it on Brother John Sacker and coming on over uh, to the China to uh, share the message. As soon as he pulled up the seven churches, we're just like a mob. Just, Ma, we don't want to hear that. I'm one of them. And actually literally throw him out of the house because we don't listen to it. We don't want to hear it. We've been a de- denomination of polluted. Then to think about the grace of God and showed his word to me. And when I come in over here and I, I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, I don't want to hear just people telling me this is the truth. I said, Lord, I want to experience you. I want you to make yourself real to me. I said, Lord, I give you six months of time. I said it so stupidly and foolishly, but without knowing it. I said, Lord, I give you six months of time. If you don't prove yourself to be the true, Lord, I'm going for others. I'm going to other churches. But thank God, His grace has come upon me. He forgave me my stupidity. And He revealed Himself within that six months of time. And telling me, that is the reality. And from that day on, I'll never be the same. Because I promised to my Lord. I said, Lord, if you're real, I give my whole life to you. Grace is what God did for you. And some of us, we might think, I don't have a much of a grace to think about. I never have an experience like you are. I never went to a bar. I never went to a, a something that's filthy that in the outside world. The grace of God lets you born in a message home. The grace of God lets you to have a daddy and mommy that love you. They have a devotion with you. They pray for you. They shed tears for you. Instead of mumbling, uh, cussing work to you. Not drive you out of the homo as soon as you're 16 or 17. Let you roaming on the street. But try to keep you back. So stay home, kids. Stay home, my son. Stay home, my daughter. To keep you as long as they can so that they can influence you as long as they can. That is the grace. When I saw the grace of God, Works is what you do in appreciation. As soon as I saw, I experienced the grace. I'm so glad that grace is not to become idling. That grace is not just to let me a lazy around. That grace become a driven power, Brother Kim. That grace has driven me 
my people need to hear this message. And by God's grace, we finished all of them just in the few months before. And I tell the Lord, I said, Lord, the next thing I need to do, I need to record all this message so that my people, the people that are in China, can also hear the prophet's voice, but in Chinese. I record it day after day after day. I haven't told this to my wife. I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, if you want to come soon, that would be marvelous. I wouldn't have no regrets. I'll go with you. But Lord, if you choose to be Terry, don't let me waste one day of time. By your grace, I said, Lord, in the next two or three years, if you're Terry, by God's grace, I'm going to finish all the 1,200 audio messages. That's why in the last three months, every day I'll put myself into that little room that I back to my eagle's nest again. Every day I record two or three messages every day. What? Grace has become a driven force. Because I experienced that grace. That grace is such a driven power. And I go there to the record day in and day out. By God's grace, in the last three months, I recorded more than 70 messages. And I wanted coming down. And Brother Tim and coming to me and said, you must be exhausted. And I don't even know what I talked to him. I don't, I, I, my mind was so blank when I coming down. I don't even know what I said. And I just uh, hear me saying something. I don't even remember what is this. But what is that? Grace of God has become a driven force. Grace is not something that is to make us idling. Grace is God did to you. But works is an appreciation that you did to God. And the other day, and after I recorded, I give it to Brother James and also give a brother in China who helped me to editing it and then put it up on, a, uh, on the internet. And then that brother sent me a text and who are doing the editing of it. He said, Brother Murphy. He said, when I was doing the editing, he said, the same presence of God dropped into my room as I was wailing and weeping. That word has a life in itself. Grace is what God has did for me. And appreciation is the works that I did to my Lord. I can't say talk is cheap. I say talk is very precious too. But God not only want to hear us to talk about him. God wants us to, to see that we work for him. Our works to show our appreciation. If there's anything that's equivalent to the grace of God, it's the works of appreciation that you show is equivalent to the grace that he gave it out to you.
I'm thinking about that little woman. That she was a prostitute. And but she saw that opportunity. One of Simon and the Pharisees. That start to uh, that try to entertain Jesus. And then he invited Jesus to come into his house. And then uh, he put up at a feast. And given all of the people and the invitation and invite them all over. But somehow, this is some Pharisees miss Jesus. Without uh, washing his feet, without uh, giving him a kiss, without anointing with uh, ointment, and just that Jesus sitting at a corner. But this woman, she saw that opportunity. What is his outer, the Simon, the Pharisees has missed. But this woman catched the opportunity. And he do Jesus his service. I'll say he appreciated, she appreciated Jesus. You said, but the forgiveness is later on. Jesus give it to her. The forgiveness is not a before. The forgiveness is one this woman did to the service to Jesus. And then the forgiveness, Jesus said, all your sin, as many as they are, is all forgiven. But don't forget, it's the goodness of the Lord to lead a person to repentance. Even for her to have that tug that in her heart and the one to repent, that itself is a grace of God. Amen. Even that a little thing that is moving in that in her heart, want to do, desire to do Jesus' service, that is the grace of God. Even when she saw, all the rest of the people never saw the need, never saw that Jesus needed a service, never saw Jesus had a dirty feet, but this woman saw it. That saw is the grace of God that the Lord had given to her. God didn't let anybody else saw. Simon and Pharisees are more holier than she is. She never saw. He never saw. All the rest of the Pharisees, the, the celebrities, they never saw. Even the disciples maybe saw the dirty feet of Jesus. They never have the courage enough to elbow through the, the people and go to do Jesus a service. But this woman saw. Even that, when she saw that, that's the grace of God to give it to that woman. The reason is she recognized the presence of God. She recognized that this is not merely just a man, but this is a God that is in the man. And she knows that this is the only chance that she will ever have for forgiveness. She got many sin that are on her. And she know this is her chance. And it's the goodness of God that give her the grace. And then for her to repent. And she respond to the goodness of God. In another word, she appreciate that a little tug 
that a Jesus would give it to her. Though it seems like unequivalent, though it seems like as the people on that outside, just a little tug that it in there, just seemingly that what she did is overwhelming. It's seemingly to the outside world that what she did is over, uh, uh, is the word overbearing? It's overkilled. Why needed that? Why need this is elbow through and to push it through to every hindrance and going into going out of the Jesus' feet? And then it was a tear to running down. She might kind of bring a little pitcher and go there to wash the feet more polishly, more nicely. And then maybe you get a towel, like what we do to the foot washing, just go over there, just do the normal people do. But this woman Phil. There's a more works need to be done just to that seemingly a little grace that the Lord has showed to her. That equivalent to that. That equals to that. And that little tug that she had, she doesn't need to hear the rumbling songs. She doesn't need a, the Jesus even to look at, a, look at her as a, he's looking at a Peter. Jesus probably never even saw her coming. But she elbowed her way through and go there. What just want to do Jesus' service? Brother Bramina said she never saw it. So she, she just wanted to do a service. And the only thing she was worried about if she doesn't do the right. That's all she was thinking about. It's seeming like that oh, she is overkilling. She's overwhelming with the, with the action that she had. Just like that old woman that break the alabaster box and anointed Jesus' head. Then Judah and those of the disciples said, why wasting the money like this? This can be sell for 300 to the pence of the money and to give it to the poor. They never saw the value of it. They just said, this is, uh, this is too overkill. It doesn't really need such an action to show. To but that woman's catch the opportunity. She know that this is her chance. She know this is her chance that her sin can be forgiven. It's the goodness of a God that is leading the person to repentance. Young girl or young boy or older girls or older boys, if God give you a little tug, if there's just something that is moving that in your heart, and you know you're not in your all to be. And you know you need to do like what this woman did. There's nothing overkill. There's nothing overdue. Everything is due to his grace. When he has a little thing that was tugging that in your heart, he doesn't need a, she doesn't need a much. All she needs is just one Lord, give me a chance to do that. And she came. And she's storming into that feast and kneeled down and the repented tears run down her cheek and she started washing Jesus' feet. And then her hair started falling down and she started to wipe it dry. And she uh, went to the, she went, before that, she went back to, uh, to her little attic and try to uh, get all the money that she had. And uh, she uh, go to the, the shop there. 
and to get, get all her money that she had and to take this and the money and to bought the, the speck in her and the coming all over and break that out of the box and to pour the whole thing on Jesus' feet. She doesn't reserve anything. She gave everything that she had. I'm thinking about the money that she earned. The money that she earned, probably from her prostitution. Do you know that in the Bible, Deuteronomy said that the hire, the hire of the harlot cannot be brought to the house of God? Jesus can reject it. Jesus could reject it. If this woman brought all her money that was in earn and go to the physical temple that in that day, they wouldn't receive that. Because of the price of the money that she brought is filthy. But she coming to the different house of God. She coming with a repented heart. Though as a filthy as it can be. Though as a filthy money she has to earn. But she coming to the temple of Jesus Christ. She's coming to that high priest. She's coming to the one that can forgive every sin that she made. That I'm thinking about the kiss that she had. That lips probably kissed many lovers. That lips might be kissed many saying many filthy, filthy people that she was used to her body as a prostitution. But when that lips touched the feet of Jesus, Amen. Jesus never withdraw that feet. If that lips touches anything else, anybody else, they probably feel filthy of that. But this one has all the power to forgive all her sin. No matter what she done, no matter how filthy that shit is, but in that body, in that sacrifice, in that Lord Jesus, got all the forgiveness that it can give it unto her. The hire of the prostitution cannot be brought in the physical temple. But that price of that lady, of that prostitute, when she brought to Jesus, Jesus, take everything. Jesus, take every service that she had, every repentant tear, every kiss that a woman had. Jesus said, I want all of them. And by receiving all of them, and he said, I give you all forgiveness for everything that you have made. Just because we recognize the presence of God is there. She knows there's a God in that man. She knows he's not merely just a son, just a man, but he is the son of a man. She recognizes the presence when everybody else is neglected, completely neglected. And she doesn't even know much, but she just recognizes there's a God in this man. And he can forgive all my sin. And this is my only opportunity. And Jesus asked her, the Pharisees said, 
there was a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed 500 pence and the other 50. And when he had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? And Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And Jesus said, you judge is right. But when I come to your house, you'll never anoint me. You'll never wash my feet. You'll never try to do me a service. The talent that I give it to you, you'll never use it for the service of the Lord. The graces that I showed unto you, the law that I gave to Moses, that you inherited it from that, you'll never use it in the right way. You'll never serve me. You'll never recognize the presence of God that is in me. Grace is the work that the Lord did to you. And appreciation is the work which you do that is to him. This man never recognized that. He never used it as for God. He never recognized it as a presence. But this woman, she recognized it. And Jesus said, Wherefore I say it unto thee, her sins which are many are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is given, little is forgiven, the same loves a little. This woman, when God gave her in the humans, if we have a measurement, we thought, we thought that that is a small size of a tug, small size of a grace that the Lord had given it to her. But she did it everything she can for that grace that the Lord showed to her. And by doing that, and all her sin are forgiven. I think, what about the love that she showed unto the Lord? What an appreciation that she showed unto the Lord. What is the size of the appreciation that we need to have? Everything. When God gave her the grace, even just the goodness is leading to the repentance, it's just a little tuck. And that behoves to us to give it everything that we have to be equivalent to that grace from our appreciation. That first is probably never thought that there was anything that he need to be forgiven. That's why his appreciation is very little. But this woman, she has experienced this so much, and she knows there's the only one that can forgive her and save her is right at that. That's why the Romans are the two force, he said, not knowing that the goodness of the God leadeth thee to repentance. That is the grace that the Lord showed unto us. Brother Bramber said that she recognized her opportunity. And she did him a service. The Pharisees didn't do it. She saw it and she recognized his presence. And what did it do? It washed. What did it release to her? Forgiveness. Release to her forgiveness of her sins. What did it do also? It also released the power of a God to show to them unbelievers that he was a prophet. Just by that appreciation, she showed it released 
the whole power, the Son of a man, that cannot be released to the Pharisees, to the Holy One, but this filthy prostitute, but recognize that in the presence of a God, release the power that in the Son of a man. He knew who she was. It also released joy and power and eternal life. That appreciation, that work, that grace showed unto her, that appreciation as to the work, and then to show back, you released all this power that in Jesus Christ. She recognized that at the presence of a God. She know that there's a God in that man. But she's not only knowing, but she put her knowing into action. And that's her appreciation. A person's love must go into action. Without action, we're loving just in word and in tongue. But love must be in deed and also in truth. You cannot just say, oh, I love, I love, without knowing the truth. Truth is the first. You can only love a person when you love the truth. You can only express your love when you know what is the truth. And then your deed, your work, start to express, start to show. And that is the true appreciation. And then that's the why. The Bible, we just read it there. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. If we say we love, we love God, then it must be have an appreciation as a work that is showed back to him. You have to forgive me. I, I, I just cannot gather the right word to it. But you, yeah. can you understand me? You understand. Okay. You've been with me long enough. You should. <laughs> I, I love to preach in our church. I don't like to preach it outside. Because people don't understand me. <laughs> and you've been with me so long. You don't you understand much English. And hereby we know, if I understand English correct, hereby, he said before that is, we're not loving uh, word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know. Hereby what? By the deed. By your love, by indeed, your love indeed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth. It's not just a word. It's not just in your lips service, but in your deed and in truth. And then you give your soul, your mind, your whole being. That's how you love the Lord. In action, in an appreciation, in action. And hereby we know that we're of the truth and shall assure our hearts before Him. If you just without that, your heart cannot give you an assurance. You cannot come to him but boldly say, the Lord, I have done everything that you have required me to do. You love him indeed and in truth. That give you that deed, that action, that appreciation will give you that assurance 
that you can come before him. Then everything that you ask from him, that you know you will get it. Because you have done all he requires you to do. And think about that woman. Even in, uh, when she come to Jesus, Jesus have a right, have the power, because the Son of a Man have a power to forgive sin. But we also have to understand that at this time, the blood of Jesus Christ is not shed yet. And though she was forgiven, but the blood of Jesus Christ is not shed. I think the last time when I shared, I said, there, no blood shed, there's... Uh, only one that shed blood, and then there's a remission of sin. Without the shedding of the blood, there's no remission of the sin. But, in that, but when we have it, we're not just have the forgiveness of our sin, but when we receive the blood of Jesus Christ, which is the bleeding word that in this hour, which is the life of Jesus Christ, literally, that in the word form, and then when we receive it, we receive the life of a Christ. We receive the blood of Jesus Christ. And then when we receive that, that blood has the power not only to forgive you, but have a power to remit it every sin. How much more appreciation? By that blood that we need to show back to him. And this blood, when the blood was shed on the Calvary, when Christ is coming back in the form of the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, and when the person receive it, and when they were born again, they received the life of a Christ. And the, the Jesus Christ has said that before that, when he was on earth, and he said, go sin no more. And one of the person that wanted to forgive the woman who committed adultery. And he said, nobody condemn you? She said, no. He said, go and sin no more. But, she, but he doesn't need to say that anymore. When the blood has shed, when that blood, the remission of the sin of that blood has shed, is not just a booze and goats. It's not just an animal blood, but it's a God's own blood. And when that blood has to shed, that blood will eliminate the desire of sin. And then he, Jesus Christ doesn't need to say, go and sin no more. Because when a worshiper wants to purge, they should not have no more conscience of sin. The desire of sin was completely gone. That's the word of this hour given to us. When we receive that, it doesn't just say to go sin no more. But it said you will never commit a sin. Because of that blood has eliminated the whole desire of sin. Amen. And when we have that, when we have that blood, that when we received... What to the recognition that we need to have and to the show our appreciation and to the Lord. 
But apparently said there's things that are to be. He said it's a perfect place calling you to that perfection. And you have to be perfect to get there. The Bible says so. Jesus said, be therefore perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. It's a perfect kingdom, so it must be a perfect people come. Because you have to stand there and be married to a perfect son of God. And you must be a perfect bride. So how can you do through anything else but the perfect word of God? Which is the, word or the water of separation that washes us from our sins. Amen. That's right. The blood of Jesus Christ. Think of it. The dripping bloody word. Amen. The blood. The word of a God. Bleeding blood to wash the bride in. Amen. There's no other way to make it the bride perfect. But only through the perfect word that the Lord gives to us in this age. And in that word, that is the life of Christ. When a person receives and can wash them as white as snow. And that's the grace. If we want to say, you said, what is the grace of God? To me, the message of this hour is the grace of God. If you want to have the grace, this is the grace that the Lord has given to us. In the proving of his word. But Abraham said that the church has to be the word. He is the word, and the two unite together. And to do that, it would take the manifestation of the revealing of the Son of a man. He said, not a clergyman. He said, do you see what I mean? See, it's the Son of a man. Jesus Christ will come down in human flesh among us and will make his word so real that he will unite the church and him as one, the bride, and then she will go home to the wedding supper. She's already united. See, we go to the wedding supper, not to the marriage. And that of all the flesh of a mighty man, because the marriage of the Lamb has come. But the rapture is going to the wedding supper. When the word here unites with the person, and they too become one. And then what does it do then? It manifests the son of a man again. Not the church theologian, the son of a man. The word and the church become one. Whatever the son of a man done, he was the word and the church does the same thing. That is the grace of God that showed to us. Without this son of a man ministry, there's no uniting. Church and the head cannot be united. Only through the Son of a Man ministry, then the body can be united with its headship. And then we're not controlled by any man's idea. We're controlled to have the mind of a Christ that is in you. When you receive the word in this hour, the Son of a Man ministry, then we're not controlled by any denominational idea, but God Himself become a headship that are amongst us. He will tell us what to do. He will tell us what to believe. That's why you look at it for this age, that people become so confused because they have no headship. 
They don't know what to do. They don't know what to believe. But thank God this headship in this hour has come into this bride. So when God looked at us, and through the Son of a Man ministry, when he united the church and uh, with uh, this headship, then when God looked at us, he doesn't look at us our own being, own selves. He looked at uh, what his word has done to us. So that's why when God sent the ministry that in this hour, that itself, when he sent it to you, that itself to show the value that of the bride of Jesus Christ. By sending the word to you, show how much worth he think about you. If I would say how much he will, oh, he appreciates you. When you receive the word of God, when you receive the word of God, if God has, think about this, if God has sent the word to us, would he send the word to unbeliever? Would he send the word to the person that was not predestinated to believe what he has said? No. He only send his word that he know that the people will receive it. He will not send the word to the people that he know that they won't receive it. Because you are son and daughter of God. That's why he sent the word to your past. Because they know when you see it, you will not die to the woman, you will receive it. All the rest of them is just a filler. Like that a woman go to the feast of Simon, Simon the Pharisee. All the, Jesus going there, not for them. Jesus knows there is a woman that's going to be there. Jesus go to the well of Samaria, it's for that woman. Jesus go to the Zacchaeus, he knows Zacchaeus will be in the tree. God sent to the prophet, it's for you alone. And that itself shows the grace of God. And that's how he viewed when he saw you receive the little word. That's God said, that's my valuable bride. Because I give, him, give her the word and then she receive it. That's what is the God that is viewing it of you. And how we view, how we view Christ how we see the value of him. And what I was preparing, I was thinking about. That, uh, Judah, Judas, who sold Jesus just for a certain piece of silver. And he probably more holier than, a, than the, uh, that is a prostitute, than a woman by many miles. But Jesus would have rather to have this woman's kiss than Judas kiss. Judas, as holy as he can be, he probably never kissed a woman. Never done any filthy things. But he never recognized the presence of God. He come into church all the time. And he was doing all these things, doing the ministry, but he never realized the presence of God. But that woman, because she recognized it, and all her sin was forgiven. If we recognize the value that God sent us to work to us. If we have recognized, Lord, when you give me the word, you're actually giving your whole being to me. You give your own life to me. 
It is the Jesus Christ, as we just read, coming in the flesh form again. That is coming in this hour. That's how much he's thinking about you. That's how much he didn't send you into outer age. He sent you into this age. Because only you are in this age that you can receive him. All the rest of the age, nobody can receive him. But only you in this age can receive him in this fullness. That's how he think about you. That's why he sent the fullness of the word that to his bride in this hour. And our view of her Christ, the way that we think and how much value that he had, is to put our life up and to live for him. Let him be the priority that in our life. As the bread of Abraham said, he should be the principle if that's what he is. If he is that, then he should be the principal theme of our talking, of our thinking, of our singing, of our walks. He should be the principal theme of our life. If he is the principal theme of the Bible, and the Bible is in us, then he should be the principal theme of everything that we do, say, or think should be Christ. Let me bring this to a close. How do we show our appreciation? We read that Paul was sitting, said in the scripture that we read in the beginning. Paul said, I beseech you also that ye receive not the grace of God in vain. He said, but in all things are proving ourselves as the ministers of God in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distress. I was thinking of what he went through, this Paul. In stripes, imprisonment, and tumults, and everything that it'll go through. But I'll say, he never received the grace of God in vain. He let the grace of God start to working in him. And that's why Paul said, he said, I'm the chief of the sinners. But Paul also said in uh, the scripture, he said, but he said, his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labor more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but a grace of God which was with me. Paul never let a grace of God coming into bestowed him in vain, but he let the grace of God become a working force, become a driven force. That Paul said, Paul said, he said, I labor more than those people. He said, because I, uh, he said, I persecuted the church. He will never forget that sin that when he consented for uh, Stephen's bestowing to death. And Paul did it everything. Is that what he did? Is it because that what he did can do to the grace of God one bit? No. When God showed his grace, there's nothing that you can add it or take it away for one bit. When God gave it to the grace, that is all. But the work is our appreciation that we show back to him. If we truly receive the grace, grace, grace should be that the power of a God that is facing any enemy that is in our life. In the Smyrna church age, let a musician come. Brother Bram said that the cloudy skies and storms of life are no signs of a God's disapproval. 
neither are bright sky and still water signs of his love and the approval. Many times that is a sign of dangers. When we look at when everything was uh, going through so nicely, it seems like the, uh, the persecution was uh, far away. It seems like everybody receiving it. If that's me, I'll be very careful. I'll say, Lord, what have I done wrong? <laughs> but I'm glad we're not short of uh, temptation. We're not short of the, the trials. Is that every day, daily food to us. But we thank God that we have the grace. He gave us a sufficient grace so that we can overcome every one of them. And then Brother Bram said, he said, approval of any of us is only in the beloved. We are in the beloved. That shows his love to us. How do I know I'm a beloved? He loved me enough to give me the word that in this hour. And he gave me the grace enough that he predestined in me to receive the word in this hour. His love is elective. He chose you. Chose you what? Just sitting there? He chose you to receive his word. He chose you to overcome every temptation. He chose you to overcome, have a dominion over sin. That's what he chose you for. His love is the elective one he had for us before the foundation of the world. Does he love us? Yes. But how shall we know? We shall know because he says so. Sometimes we're thinking that's interesting. We hear that the people said, how do I know? Oh, because I said so. But you see, it, when we say that, we're just as a human. But when God said that, he says so. He got enough power to back it up everything that he says so. He said, because he says so, and it manifested that he did love us, for he brought us to himself. He chose us, then he brought us to himself, not to a word, not to a letter, not to a church, but he brought us to himself, to that person. And he gave us of his spirit. He didn't give us the man's spirit. He didn't give us the church spirit. He gave us his Holy Spirit. And placing us as sons. What a grace of a God. And how shall I prove my love to him? By believing what he said. Let me repeat it again. By believing what he said. Lord, whatever you said, I believe so. Lord, whatever your word has said, I say amen to it. Lord, if your word has said, let me go through this. Yes, Lord, that's exactly right. I'm going through that because you said so. And by conducting us, that's the deed again. That is the work again. By conducting myself with joy amidst the trials. It's not with a sad face, but with the joy amidst the trials. And he, that he is in his wisdom, allows us to come to pass. The other day, um, Brother Caleb sent me a, a little text. He said, uh, Brother Murphy, he said, uh, he said, my wife was just diagnosed with cancer. 
the early stage of uh, uh, lung cancer. And uh, that's a brother Caleb in China. And he said, uh, uh, would, you, uh, would you pray for us? And then, uh, so I quoted her, uh, him, uh, there's, a, there's a scripture here. And then after that, he said to me, and he, he didn't say anything, he sent me a picture. With his, uh, him and his wife uh, do a selfie and just uh, smiling and in front of the camera and extended it to me before they go into the operating room. I was thinking, why did he send that to me? And he said, Brother Murphy, he said, I want you to know that is my attitude towards God's word. If God says so, and everything is finished. And by God's grace, yesterday, and then they came out of the operating room, everything was successful. And I'm thinking about the use of Sister Ramona. Sometimes we're looking for, we're going to seem like in a dark channel, dark tunnel, and don't know how long and when we're going to come in out of it. But with the right attitude, we go into that. And then we come out at the right. And Sister Francine, I'm thinking about you. With the right, if you're sad, if you're just woe to me at last and this and that, you are never going to come out of it. But with the right attitude towards God's word, that's how you come out of it. And that is how the attitude, how to show our appreciation, that it amidst all the trials, amidst all the difficulties, conducting ourselves with joy and to know that God in his wisdom to allow us to go through that and he will bring us out of that, Brother Peter. May the Lord bless you. Let us all stand. You know the song, The Blood? Uh... No, the blood, um, this blood, this blood, yeah. Where's the Anthony? Can you come to help me to sing it? We want to sing this blood. <laughs> Is this blood saved you? Is this blood delivered you? Is this blood give us the bleeding word that in this hour? Is this blood and the bring us through all the difficulty, every trial, every temptation. Let us all sing together to Him as we worship in Him. There is a blood that cost a life that paid my way.
Let us bow our head together. Lord, how we thank you for that blood. It's that blood that saves us. It's the blood that delivers us. It's that blood that gives us a joy, that gives us a peace. It's that blood that while we're facing every trial, Lord, we have a smile in our face, with the joy that in our heart, Lord, we can brave through every one of them because you have a shed that of the blood for us. Is it a blood of sacrifice that our Lord Jesus Christ has given to us to make us a victorious that over every Satan's device, every overcoming at every Satan's scheme. Lord, we give you thanks for that. Lord, I pray that you be with uh, all your children, Lord. Lord, as we are, uh, Lord, we know there's nothing can be added to your grace. There's nothing can be taken away for your gra- from your grace. But Lord, the work of us is that appreciation that we show that when we're in every trial and in every difficulty, Lord, we said we believe your word. And not only our word says so, but Lord, our action has shows our appreciation that it too what your grace has shown to us. We thank you, Lord. Lord, I love these people. As brothers and sisters, Lord, I love them with all my heart. Lord, I know word can, cannot express it as a feeling of me. But Lord, if I feel that the same, feel that way, how much more than my dear Lord will feel for these people. Lord, I just pray, Lord, let the grace of a God that it be their portion, then lead them and then guiding them. Then giving them an instruction, that give them the driven power, Lord. Lord, it's not a certain we're talking about our personal testimony or different things, but Lord, we're talking about you. Because it's the grace of God has to drive us. The driving us that go to the different place to be a testimony, to driving them, my brothers and my sisters, in their workforce and in their home and in the mall. There's a driving power of the grace of God so that they can become a testimony everywhere they go. Lord, it's not a driven power. It's to let the minister brothers that go into different places, going to Ethiopia, going to Philippines, that are going to Uganda, that are going to China, going to the different places, all the mission. Lord, it's that grace of God is that a driven power to us. How we thank you, Lord. You have given us that it is a power that we know there's nothing that can overcome thee. We thank you, Lord, and ask you your grace to be with us. Lord, as we come and also as we go back, and your grace is to follow us everywhere we go. We thank you, Lord, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Can we sing the last song, Psalm 34, before we leave? I saw the
how we thank you, Lord. What a worthy God that you are, Lord. Oh, what a mighty, mighty Savior that you are. What a blood of Jesus has shed for his own children, Lord. Oh, God, we give you all the thanks. You're worthy for all our praise and honor and glory and the mighty and the power. Oh, we give you all the thanks, Lord. You're worthy for all the praise and the honor. Oh, Lord, I pray you, Lord, be with my dear brothers and sisters, just so that the grace of God be more special to them, Lord, so that we can, from the heart of a heart, say, Lord, we love you, Lord. Lord, go with each one of them. Lord, just let your power empower them, Lord. Empower so that the weak one, Lord. Empower so the little ones, Lord. So that they can be a testimony wherever they go. Thank you, Lord. We ask it in Jesus' name as we dismiss it ourselves, but not dismiss it from your presence. May you forever with us. Ask in Jesus' name. Amen. May the Lord be with out of you and to dismiss you and in the name of Jesus Christ and to shake hands with each other. And if you choose to just stay and just pray and stay in an atmosphere, may the Lord bless you all. God bless you.